Welcome to The Art of Unbecoming, a podcast for visionaries, misfits, artists, and mystics exploring the art of unlearning through spirituality. And by unlearning, I mean unraveling paradigms, belief systems, societal conditioning, or anything that we were taught to believe that's not really congruent with who we are. I believe that a spiritual, creative existence is one of unlearning and unbecoming in order to embody the highest expression of ourselves. Your dream self, your dream life, is already here. You are simply just learning to remember. I am your host, Emma Zek. Hi everyone, welcome to The Art of Unbecoming. Today we have Niasha and Ruben. They are a twin flame couple who work together as the ascension seed to spread healing, unity consciousness, and collective liberation codes. They offer, they offer their work in service to the multidimensional manifestation of unconditional love on earth. They are passionate about dismantling all forms of separation and oppression to envision and create a world where all people are free to live equally in their power and sovereignty. Niasha and Ruben offer a a diverse range of healing practices for spiritual awakening and empowerment. They offer their frequency through potent, love-filled, decolonial spaces for inner alchemy, soul remembrance, and activation in the form of online courses, retreats, workshops, and sound transmissions. Hi, you two. It's so lovely to have you on today. I'm super excited for this conversation. (laughs) Thank you so much for having us. We're also super, super, super excited to yeah to co-create with you and see what magic can burst through the space yeah (laughs) absolutely of course um so i would love to sort of just kick off the conversation um just hearing the story about how you two met i know twin flames are like a really hot topic um in spiritual spaces so i would love for you to just hand the mic over to you and to just hear a little bit about your story Hmm, sure. Hmm. Do you want to start? So hmm, we met about two and a half years ago now. And up until that point, we'd both been on our separate journeys of spiritual awakening and self-love and self-healing. Um, and have been, you know, moving through different layers on our path back to ourselves and our path of embodying our purpose. And yeah i mean really it was it was divine timing we've both been through some very heavy and dense relationships working through a lot of karmic energy and a lot of ancestral energy and energy through our conditioning from our upbringings all of the illusions and distortions about love and what it means to um to allow the frequency of love to come through us for ourselves with another and so we've been learning these love lessons <laughs> not always in easy ways <laughs> um, and then we both were getting to a point so in the few months before we actually met we both were experiencing this this quickening in our lives you know where it was a real acceleration of our frequency and our reality was really shifting in response to that we were meeting new people and getting activated and we were both sharing more healing energy we were both really taking leaps towards you know our purpose of embodying love and healing um in service to you know collective liberation um and i came out of a a relationship that had i'd been in for two years where i was doing lots of karmic shadow work and it was very intense and 
you know, I'd been on the journey out of it for a while and hadn't anchored in enough self-love to be able to just say no and leave. And that was actually a false twin flame relationship, which very much prepared me to meet Ruben. Mm. So I'd just come out of this relationship um, finally after kind of trying to leave for a while, but I wasn't ready in terms of like my frequency wasn't fully anchored into my own self-love and, you know, prioritizing my peace and and all of those things and letting go of all of my attachments that I'd put onto this relationship into the future with this person. And so, yeah, I I left um, that relationship and, you know, it's like pretty, I went on a sound healing training um, where I was doing a lot of mantra and you know devotional song and then lots of sound healing. It was like a retreat and training. So I, I went through a big upgrade in my own frequency and consciousness mm. and lots of self-healing. And I came back from that and I was really flying. And within, I think, a two or three days after I got back, I was with some friends um, and we went to a reggae dance uh, by this sound system who are called Channel One, who I, I love Channel One. I used to go their dances all the time when I was growing up mm-hmm. um, and one of the people I went with I didn't know this person very well but I went with him and another friend of mine and you know I noticed him speaking to, to someone else to Reuben <laughs> at the time at the time we both um, smoked and so I you know I saw him and Reuben were sharing a joint <laughs> um, <laughs> And so I, I eventually, I, I, I think the friend gave me some at some point, and then eventually I asked Ruben, I was like, hmm, I was like, this person looks interesting. He had like loads of mala beads and like, you know, looking like, you know, he was so in the zone with the reggae, like really having like a spiritual kind of experience <laughs> with the music, like chanting Rastafari. <laughs> he looks interesting, like he's just so in the zone, like wasn't even looking anywhere, you know, apart from like, and I asked him, the first thing I said to him was like, can I have, you know, a bun on your zoo? <laughs> Um, and so he just sort of passed it to me and he didn't really look at me <laughs> and then you know like I wasn't like thinking that you know he's someone I'm interested in or anything I was just like you know observing and in open and then you know the night unfolded and I was obviously in such an open space and after my my month-long sound healing training where I didn't have any phone for a whole month and I was just in nature so I was like it was a huge huge thing for me and then eventually me and Ruben ended up next to each other we weren't really, we were like dancing together, but not together. We weren't like trying to dance with each other, but we were both like, we basically created this portal around us. Mm. We were both just like in full devotion with the music. Like it was amazing. <laughs> I, and like, you know, I had this incredible experience dancing together, but together, but not like, we're da- not dancing with each other, but like creating this <laughs> field around us. Mm. Everyone else sort of started to move back and there was just space opening up. And I was like, wow, this is some, some interesting experience like I've never had before where there's some sort of, you know, portal opening here between the frequency of me and this other person. And so we didn't speak. We just danced like that the whole night. And at the end, I was like, I said hello to him. And I was like, oh, you know, what's your name? And he told me. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I've just been on this training. Like, I was like, I was doing, you know, like devotional song. Like thinking like, he's not going to know what that is. He's like, oh, do you mean like mantra? And he was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I chant mantra every day. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, yeah, I do healing stuff. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, you know, just randomly that he would happen to be. And so I was like, great. And we even said then, we were like, oh, yeah, we should collaborate. Like, this is super random. We're both like, yeah, where like, yeah, did come from? Together, yeah. <laughs> And so then, like, you know, went went away and, like, you know, like, it definitely had left an impression, this meeting, but, you know, wasn't really thinking about what it would, what it was or all of that. And then, you know, he messaged me a few days later and we, like, you know, exchanged a couple of messages and about the moon and just random things. And then eventually, so I temporarily got back with my ex mm-hmm. and then the final time and I was like, okay, and it was absolute clarity, like, that wasn't the right thing. So then when I ended it for good... I moved back. Oh yeah, this is the other thing. When I met Ruben at the dance, I was like, where do you live? He's like, oh, I live in Brooklyn. 
And at the time, I this was just when I temporarily got back to my ex, and I was like, oh, I was meant to be moving back there because I grew up in Broccoli. Mm. I was like, oh, I'm I kind of live in Broccoli, but I don't. And I was like, oh, I'm meant to be in Broccoli, so I had this awareness. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm, I should be there, but I don't live there now. <laughs> and then you know, fast forward within like a two weeks, and then I I broke up with my ex for good this time after after everything went back to Broccoli, and then I messaged Ruben like that day. I was like, oh, I've just moved back to Broccoli. Literally the day I moved back, I was like, I've just moved back here. And it turns out he lived around the corner from me at his dad's house. Oh, and he'd wow. never lived in Broccoli before. He was just, this is the first time he'd lived with his dad in his whole life, right? right? Yeah. So he happened to be at this time in his life living in Broccoli, which is wow. where I was living. And so we met up the day after I moved back. And I was like, oh, I've just gone through this big breakup, like, you know, a lot of toxic energy. And he was like, yeah, I really understand because he's been through similar sort of things. Mm. And so he was like, yeah, let's meet in the morning to chant and drum. And so we we decided to meet up in the park that day. You know, I was quite like open. I was just thinking I was meeting a friend. Mm. <laughs> Ruben had already said to his dad, like, oh, I'm meeting this this woman. Like, you know, <laughs> I think she could be. He said he already realized that we could be like in partnership and all of this stuff. And wow. he'd already shown us, like shown me to like his friends and stuff. And I was so like, much more oblivious. Anyway, so we met up and like, yeah, it, it was just amazing. Like mm. immediately all of this consciousness started to come up and we were sharing about our journeys and there was this deep level of love and connection and it was really really powerful we ended up like you know doing different practices together and mm. we ended up having some mushroom medicine and having a ceremony and it was so powerful and wow. like very quickly we were like you know said that we loved each other and, and, and I remember this one moment where Ruben was talking and I was like watching him and that was like a glitch in the matrix and I was like I was like I'm looking at my own energy coming through this other person and I was like oh, wow. what's going on here? and the way he's speaking and I was like oh my god this is like tripping me out I was like what is this you know I and I wasn't really clear on what was happening but we didn't we spent the whole day together we were kind of found it hard to leave and mm. there was this immediate intimacy and mm. but in a very different way to what we'd experienced before and yeah, yeah so that's that's so incredible and I, I feel like sometimes um especially in I mean I guess this is everywhere in the world at this point like this idea of like love at first sight um can be in my experience very toxic because I have found like I've aligned with so many men that I'm like oh my god we are literally getting married like, within the first week and it ends up being this like super toxic trauma bonded um relationship where we were just magnetized to each other because of our wounding and so I would love to hear you both sort of elaborate on how that was a different experience for you because it doesn't sound like you were magnetized together because of your wounds it was a much different experience it was almost like a similar the same experience but just different things that were attracting you to one another would you say yeah absolutely definitely I mean when so when me and Nasha when me, me and Nasha met we had both been in a place of you know where we weren't looking for a relationship or you know me personally I, I had like I had been through a lot of relationships where I had done a lot of healing on myself where I was seeking outwardly for like validation for mm. the feeling of safety in another for like yeah to receive love to, to feel loved by someone else I'd come out of that phase in my life and I started doing a lot of self-love work you know and I was in a space of where I realized all the love I was seeking externally I had to start giving to myself, you know, and that's the space I was in when, when I met Niasha. So it wasn't like I was consciously seeking a partner or I wasn't trying to find someone to like, to like, you know, temporarily fill my wound. So I didn't feel, you know, bad until, mm. you know, until other things came up, which was super, super interesting. And 
yeah, I guess the template for most relationships are kind of like, you know, you, you kind of love me if I love you sort of thing. And the whole, uh, yeah, the whole idea of going into shadow and kind of growing together is, it, 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 it's not very attractive in, the, in, in, in a lot of people. In, yeah, in, in relationships, it's not, it's not like a, a point you, people would like to go to, like, oh, you know, I'm attracted to this person because we're going to work through like, our shadow and work through difficult things it's more like <laughs> oh they just make me feel good and I want to stay with them because they just make me feel good and they fill me up you know mm. um but I think that's like a key point and yeah I was coming us coming together and like being in this space is that we weren't yeah we, we weren't coming from that place of, of wounding where we were really looking for another to fill us up we were mm. coming into it with um yeah with, with a level of self-love which meant we could amplify energy in a completely different way you know and there were so many like little synchronicities of how we like came together it's that's what I'm saying. It's so hard to like distill it and just, yeah. it, it's because mm-hmm. there's so many different things that came to that moment. It wasn't just, mm. yeah, like you're saying, we just, we loved the look of this person and the energy that we felt in the moment was beautiful. And then like, you know. It was like it, a whole life was leading up to it. Really. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it was like, it, even like some of my friends who I was spending time with at the time, they had met Nyasha as well, like a few weeks before somewhere else, wow. you know. We also found out she had met my like, my younger brother and, and my cousin like 10, years like 10 years ago at some random what? event. Like little things like that, you know, yeah. like which, which, you know, however things are orchestrated in the universe, you know, that it's just very beautiful to have those things coming, come together and those little dots to, yeah, to add up in, in, mm. in the alignment of us meeting each other. But yeah. yeah, we definitely wanted to like, you know, after coming together, we realized that we have like, we have work to do with each other. And we, we even said like this love that we found, it's not meant to be just held between us it's not it's not like for us you know it's for us to to ex- expand and ex- uh, express yeah. outward yeah for us to just push outwards and we weren't sure how that would manifest yet we really weren't sure you know what, what that looked like but we we had a we sense of that sure. yeah we knew like, the first day when we met up in the park we were already like oh maybe we could do this together like you know it was so mm-hmm. much of a soul directive for us to work together and to spread this energy and yeah you're absolutely right like in all of our relationships up until this it was definitely our wounding that was magnetizing us to the other for for healing ultimately, mm-hmm. but still from our wounding. But then when we met each other, it was like we'd finally uh, cultivated a level of self-love that it was the self-love and it was the healing and it was the, the wholeness we'd found within that meant that we were finally able to align with each yeah. other from a much healthier space. And this is definitely the healthiest relationship we've ever mm-hmm. had, both of us. And it's still far from perfect and we still do work together all the time. Um, but yeah, like, it's it's just about you know embracing if you are in a relationship which is based on trauma bonding that's not to say you need to just like just get out and, mm-hmm. and you know run away from it because it's there to teach you mm. obviously you don't want to allow and you know we don't want to allow anyone to like mistreat us in you know really severe ways but sometimes as well we can just leave a situation where we're being mistreated and not look at why we were allowing that or what was causing us to experience it so then we're just gonna even if we don't let it manifest in quite as such an extreme overt way we'll still be experiencing that energetic yeah. you know mm. in our relationship open to it. you know mm. like we have to we have to really clear it from within us if we don't absolutely that's so true and i can attest to that too because i have been in so many relationships where i thought the person I was dating was a narcissist and like really lived in that victim space where I was like, they're doing this to me. And I never asked, I never stopped to ask myself, well, what in me is attracting this person? And also, like you said, why am I allowing it? And so then I just went on to repeat the pattern with the next person and the next person and the next person. It it becomes that very vicious cycle that I'm sure y'all have experienced in your life prior to this relationship. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, so Ruben, did you have like a false twin flame connection too, or was that just you and Yasha? Um I I I I think I I think I did. I think I did. Um I definitely had some very, very like significant relationships which I had I had definitely like told myself this is this is it. I wouldn't have said definitely the the, the twin flame word that didn't really come into my consciousness mm. until meeting Yasha. It was still kinda of like twin flame that kind of makes sense but the whole li- the whole wording of it like just didn't feel right to me i was mm. still coming from the the, the, the viewpoint of like the oh one. But, no, the one but also like if like these labels for example like people want to have a soulmate they want to have a twin flame they want to have that divine counterpart it plays into a it plays into our lower sense of self you know so like I, I I didn't want any of that of that reality in 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 um, in my life at the time. I'd been through that kind of yearning and longing for another, no matter what label you want to put on it, you know. So I didn't mm. want that to be the same within our relationship. But yeah, I definitely had a very significant relationship um, before meeting Nasha, um, someone who like was very very you know still is very dear to me and was a very like integral part of my journey. Mm. Um, but through that relationship, you know. Um, unconsciously she was teaching me about my own self-love by what was playing out you know like how how the divine orchestrated the relationship you know like yeah she took me to she like convinced me to go to India to like you know spend some time with her and I thought I was like gonna go like spend time with her meet her in India then she like spent some time and then she's like you need to go off on your own I'm like what do you mean I've come all the way outside the world to be like to be with you sort of thing and you know I learned loads through that about like surrender and like true love like you know letting somebody do whatever they want to like do if you really love someone you don't like there's no clingy mm. energy you know mm. um yeah I, I learned a lot through that relationship and I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have called it a, a, a false twin but like the energetics of it of like this person I feel like this is this is this is the one for me who I'm going to mm. learn with and I'm going to grow and I can like imagine us in the future it was a similar energetic of what I um, attached to, attach to that relationship. Yeah, the attachment, mm. what I attached to that relationship, um, which took me to this space. Like, I wouldn't have been able to meet Nyasha in the space if I hadn't, hadn't gone through those things, you know. And mm. also, that's all, like, significant because Nyasha is also half Indian and she had, hadn't been to India before. And then, like, you know, <laughs> we went to India as well. So I was like, I was like, I was like, you know, I'd been to India before. She hadn't, she's Indian. Like, all these little things, like, kind of, you know, that little things add up together. And Wow. So, yeah, I... I I wouldn't, I wouldn't have called it a false twin because I, I wouldn't even have that awareness of that sort of language mm. in my mind. It would more be like soulmate or something like that. Mm. Um, there's all uh, these like these, these words. Really, they mean like they mean like strong reflections, you know, like yeah. very significant relationships which are very important to you and have a lot of lessons for you, whether you're open to it or not. They're they're, they're there, you know. Absolutely. Well, and I love that you bring up just the idea of labels because I feel like. I have done this myself and I see it so much in spiritual spaces where like folks are using the labels of twin flame or soulmate to like justify staying in like an abusive relationship or something like that. Um, Or to stay in a relationship that's really, really toxic for them and is like damaging their mental health, you know? Um, And so I would love for you to explore either one of you to explore like the, uh, the difference between being attached to someone and truly like loving someone from that conscious space. How has that manifested for the both of you? What is the contrast there? Mm. So for me, attachment is based on like a projection of, you know, an idea of like 
you know who you want someone to be to you and the future that you think you could have with them and it's it's actually based on fantasy and illusion a lot of the time you know it's like holding on to something regardless of the truth you know and so even attachment means that even if your experience with someone is is harmful or is um you know not not actually what you desire to experience because of your attachment your ideas that you've projected onto it and the cords that that attachment has created mm. you are gripped on you're held on to that person to this false future often that you're not actually going to have with that person based on the reality you're currently yeah. experiencing and so for me non-attachment is a commitment to the truth of our experience in the present moment mm. how does this actually feel right now does this feel nourishing if not you know what am i willing to do to cultivate an environment for conscious communication to allow a more nourishing experience for both me and the other person and from a space of non-attachment there's a commitment to um you know our own sense of love for self and also our sense of love for the other person regardless of whether that means we're together or not oh, yeah. so it's a willingness to honor you know what is actually feeling you know deeply fulfilling on a soul level for you and for the other person even if it means separation even if it means that you grow apart you know and knowing that you're always connected so it, you know it's it's completely okay for things to evolve and change and mm. we don't need to be scared of you know the, the unknown future if if being non-attached means that change happens and maybe a relationship you know falls away and obviously inevitably other relationships come in in our lives so yeah I mean that's what I would share like I mean I feel like there's so much more in, the, in this realm of attachment <laughs> but, um, you know kind of relating from consciousness and love um as opposed to attachment and it's still something that you know I feel I'm working through you know in different ways as well like for example I noticed just today I was talking with a friend about how sometimes um we we hold we can hold ourselves back a little bit from you know fully honoring ourselves and allowing ourselves to grow and evolve at the, the rate that we want if you know if you're in partnership and you're you know you're inevitably on slightly different journeys because you know of, of our attachment which means mm -hmm. that we want to kind of grow together and we want to stay at the same yeah. level and ultimately we're scared that if we fully embrace our own path of sovereign you know self-expansion and self-healing and the other partner isn't in resonance with that and they're not embracing that in themselves and in that way at the same time you know that you might vibrate apart you know mm. and so that's where you have to realize that alignment is you know in service to all so you know mm. from a non-attached space you honor that and you honor what you need to do for yourself and know that it's in the highest good of all involved and mm. if it's serving you to expand into your own love and your own purpose your own sovereignty then it serves the other or any other person you're in relationship with even if initially it brings contrast or initially it brings friction or even if it you know pushes the poles and you end up further apart it doesn't necessarily mean that you won't come back together again but it's you you need to honor yourself regardless of whether there is that you know return back to more resonance or more alignment because mm. you know what is meant for you will always you know come to pass and things all things are impermanent right so mm. yeah that's, that's how much feel to share yeah i feel like what's coming to me now is like you know, speaking about this topic is the the idea of well not the idea that the reality of you can only love another if you can love yourself or you can only love another as much as you love yourself you know there's you know we can we can, we can argue that but you know i really think that in order to be in a space of of um, energetic resonance of somebody where there's a space for 
for involvement for a space for the relationship to move not just kind of go up and down and this kind of you know this 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 um this limit of where the the energy and growth can go mm. there has to be like a, a sense of of self-acceptance and self-love you know which is something that's all you don't you don't never you don't, you don't ever just just get there you know there's always <laughs> going to be different things that come up as the, as the planet evolves as we evolve with the planet but that's something we, me and Yasha definitely had to confront at, uh, early on in our journey and of course there's always more layers of that but I remember when me and Yasha said like we're getting very comfortable with each other we need to like we need to release our attachment and it doesn't mean to say like like it's not like any part of these that's like resisting it or anything it's mm. just like honoring that we're also you know what even though we're so we have so much um so much to work through as, as as a unit you know we're also experiencing this experience in different bodies and we're going to have our own different things that we're going through relative to our our, our experience growing up and you know mm. our different conditioning or whatever um and that was we knew that that was extremely important for our individual growth you know which will also then amplify our frequency together but that is like the to me that's the basis of like of of uh of a relationship that can that can grow whatever relationship that is whether that's a, a romantic relationship you know whether it's a relationship with your child or a parent mm. or a friend whatever that is it's, it's the basis of self-love and acceptance where there can be it could be movement in the relationship it's not like there's not a, a cap of to where you can go in that relationship, you know. Mm. That to me is 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 what's what's coming to me now. Mm. And yet, reminding you know, reminding myself that there's always layers of that. Like, like that's what we want anyone listening to this listening to this podcast to know that we we are not like in this space of like complete unconditional love where we completely accept and um, you know love each other regardless of anything. We haven't like ascended past this, you know. This, this this idea we're also experiencing these things as human beings mm. um it's just that our awareness of it all allows us to relate to it completely differently so like when things come up you know between us we have the awareness to look at where where we're where we're where we're playing a part in this not just to be able to externally blame which mm. which, will, which will block us from like growing together essentially mm. and that is usually the basis for a lot of relationships is you know I love this person because they make me feel good rather than like, you know, I really feel good about myself. Therefore I can share some of that energy with someone I, I love, you know, mm. it's a completely different vibration to work with. I feel with like it, it, that highlights the difference between like that lack and scarcity mindset and then the abundance mindset. It sounds like you both came from a place of like, I don't need anything from anyone for the most part. And so I'm approaching this relationship from a space of collaboration and co-creation rather than just trying to make this person make me feel good, like you said, Ruben, which I feel like is the basis for so many relationships. And that's why I feel like so many folks are terribly unhappy and unfulfilled inside of their container of the relationship because they're really unhappy and unfulfilled within themselves. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Totally, totally, totally. And, and do can, you, also, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was quickly going to say, like, it can also, there can also be a tendency to also be like, rather, rather than like, I don't need anyone else, I can mm. kind of hold myself through it. There can also be the kind of, the kind of egotistical part of that as well. It's like, I don't need anyone else. I've got my, I've got myself like, and in that as well, you can be, you can also neglect other people's experiences that are coming into your field. It can go like extreme other ways as well. You can be, sometimes you know if, if we're really embodied in like self-love self-love is love for everything that's like that's like collective mm. love you know then you honor everything that's coming into your life it's not just like you can be delusional in that as well of like you know i just kind of love myself and 
you can mm. go too far you can go like too deep into that into that um reality and and, oh, yeah. and, and start coming into separation without even realizing it thinking mm. that you're just like in the state of self-love and, and kind of bliss so oh, like, for sure. It's such a line. It's such a line there, you know? And it's such a, like, a, a tricky balance I have found. I feel like I haven't gotten there within myself yet because I tend to, actually, no, I'm definitely getting there. I've done so much work on myself. I'm yeah. going to give myself yeah. a little more credit yeah. than that. But for yeah. a while, I was swinging from, like, this, this, I was swinging on this pendulum where I would, like, go to the end of, like, Lizzo status where I'm like, I don't need anybody else. Fuck everybody. Like, I'm independent. <laughs> and then I would swing to the other end of the pendulum where, I would be attracted to somebody and I would just like want to fuse with them. And so I feel like I, I needed personally to allow myself to swing on the, on that pendulum for a while in order to like find this center where like, no, I am fulfilled within myself, but also I really love community and I love co-creating with another person. And I would love to share my life with another person, which yeah, I feel like is, it's, it's a, it's a tricky balance. Um, do you still feel like you both, um, being in this relationship together struggle with those polarities kind of, or do you feel like you're in a more balanced state most of the time? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's always like, there's always like subtler layers of the energetics that mm. you can find in your system and, and clear out. I mean, our lives are very, very merged because we work together, we parent together and we're in relationship. Um, so, you know, that, you know, there is naturally because of those things, like there, there can, there can be a lack of like boundaries between like where one, one, one of us is. And I feel like since becoming parents, like, you know, you really have to carve time out consciously to have time for yourself um, outside of all of the shared, you know, family unit, work unit. So I feel like we're both in a journey of um, finding that again and finding like how we can create, use the masculine to create a structure to allow us both that space to, to be, you know, with ourselves and with our own individual processes, um, you know, however, however they look, you know, and I've, mm. I've really been, you know, connecting more and more to that recently of letting myself be where I am and letting Ruben be where he is and, you know, trusting that even if we kind of sometimes feel like we're out of alignment, like, you know, whatever is, you know, in our highest alignment will manifest from integrity to ourselves individually. Mm. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's a journey. Like, yeah, I feel like we're, we're definitely like, we definitely shifted out of a lot of the energetics of codependency. You know, like if we were apart, we wouldn't be, you know, like calling each other and like needing each other at all. Like there really wouldn't be that sort of energetic. Mm. Um, we, we really enjoy each other's company as well. Like we have so much fun together every day and we like, we really love, you know, connecting with each other and mm. that's so beautiful. And I also feel like, you know, more, as we create more space for ourselves individually, you know, that also enhances the, intimacy. yeah, intimacy and the magnetism between us because we're so together all the time, you know, that, that we're, we're just with each other. So there isn't so much, you don't end up like feeling that sense of, oh, I want to be with this person. You're just yeah. with them and it's great. And it's great. Like most of the time we, we have a very harmonious relationship, mm. which we're so blessed to have, you know, like considering the things that we've been through in the past. <laughs> That's um, really, yeah. really beautiful. I love that. And it sounds like you are in a space, obviously, of just not controlling the other person and not trying to control the experience or force it into something that your mind thinks it should be. You're just, you're just trusting and surrendering and, uh, and allowing it to sort of happen. Would you agree with that? Yeah, but it's been a journey. Like we've, we were, we've been there as well. Like we've, we've definitely, mm -hmm. we've had points early in relationships 
even now sometimes it comes up as well where we we find ourselves trying to like project ourselves onto onto the other or trying to like tell the other how they should be doing a certain thing it doesn't come up half as much as it, as, as it, as it would have done early in the relationship um from like conditioning from past relationships like that that get carried through mm. um but yeah, we we de- we definitely is not in that space at all anymore. I would say I don't think we ever. No, no, I think we. Yeah, we're we're much more just accepting of each other being who we are. Mm. Even you know, like some sometimes like because we know that it's always a reflection. You know, like if ever one of us is like projects any judgment onto the other, like we're both very aware of it with each other. So we're both like. You're judging me. Yeah, you're well, judging yourself. I'm judging you right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're just like, oh, okay, we're just judging ourselves for that, you know. Like, mm. we, we're very light-hearted about it. Like, we always joke about, like, oh, mm. you know, you're judging me. <laughs> you know, like, well, yeah. so I love that. <laughs> That's so really, really beautiful. Like, we always play with it, with the shadow dynamics, with the energetics that come out of, like, you know, even, like, sometimes, you know, if Ruben's, like, you know, a bit r- r- rude to me in his tone, or I'm a bit, like, you know, we're always, like, you know, like, oh, like, you know, we do it with a smile, with, like, light-heartedness, so, mm. so it can take away the charge, which can make it seem like it's serious and real, yeah. and be, like, that's us just falling into unconsciousness, or maybe we're feeling tired that day, and we're, like, our heart's not as open, like, and so mm. trying to bring it back through playfulness, and just, like, light-hearted reflection back to love, and, like, to choose love in the mm. hard moments, and, you know it's that battle sometimes with the ego if, if you know someone is in like you know they're activated in the ego and they're they're kind of holding on and like someone else mm. is trying to bring love and it can be really hard for the ego to surrender to love and you know just it's just consistency and, and the patience with with whatever layer is surfacing mm. until we can come back to love you know and yeah I mean we're just so blessed that we like have, even when issues come up like it's so peaceful it's really so peaceful compared to what we've had in the past yeah. like mm. you know we never ever like we never like raise our voices or anything like that at each other and like mm. I'm so grateful because I remember when I would have heard about people that never like had that sort of energetic and I would have been like wow like I can't even imagine that you know <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in a That's household really where like there was a lot of shouting and things mm. you know like Mm. I totally I resonate with that my household was the same and so then of course I was attracted to a lot of people where that like same dynamic played out um and it takes time like you I love that you guys are like not um that you're still very much processing and there's layers and things like that and I think that's important for folks to realize that there's like never this point that you get to where you're like I'm healed and (laughs) I think we all wish that would happen that would be wonderful but that's just not the reality um of earth that we live in on this in our 3d bodies you know um I would love to sort of shift Ruben you you brought up a concept earlier um talking about the idea that you can't love or you can't love somebody or somebody can't love you until you fully love yourself and I feel like um in my experience I have found that to be very true but on the same token I also feel that that can sort of be um, uh, a different, or again, a pendulum where we're basing our identity around having to be alone um, in order to invite love into our lives. And I think while that can be important and useful, I think sometimes people tend to like, I think it sometimes basically gives off the belief that we cannot, we're not lovable unless we have our shit together fully. And just talking about like decolonizing, I feel like that's a very like 
colonialist type of mindset, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, mm -hmm. we're, we think that love is something we have to earn or we have to do a certain amount of work until we're ready for it. And so I would love to hear y'all sort of just explore that. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I feel like, I don't feel like we, we can't like let be loved unless we love ourselves. Cause I think mm -hmm. someone can be trying to give us the purest love ever and maybe we can't aren't able to receive it, but it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that they're not still, you know, acting in the energy of love towards us. Um, I, I also think like, you know, I think, I think it's, it's hard to give a level of love outwards that you haven't given to yourself mm -hmm. because you don't know what that is. Like I know that the more I've, you know, learn to love myself, the more I can give true love to someone else, which is ultimately, you know, unconditional acceptance, unconditional compassion, you know, mm. um, unconditional, just like love, regardless of, you know, the shadow or the light or the behavior. It's like, I can still love me, you know, and that's a process, you know? Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like the more you love yourself, you know, the deeper you unlock the love in your heart and you deeper you unlock your capacity to give that love. Mm. I feel like you can, not love yourself at all and someone can still love you yeah. so much and give mm. you so much love you might not be able to consciously receive it you might have blocks for letting it in but that love can still be pouring at you you know like it doesn't matter you know how much you love yourself you can be loved because we're all loved by our source mm. and that's that's all it is you know like it doesn't matter whether we like in complete self-neglect and self-hatred we're mm. still loved by creator by you know the universe god the divine whatever you want to call it right and i think for sure like this conditional kind of um way of relating to love which is very transactional yeah is definitely seeded in colonialism and you know this kind of energy of like kind of of this 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 false construct of like you know giving taking receiving it's all very like you know there's quantifiable and like this much and then this you know you can have this much once you have that much and mm -hmm. value is all it's all numerical and you know it's all these sorts of things like <laughs> but I just feel like beyond that when you collapse all those structures and systems there's a love that's so big and so vast and so limitless and you know so unconditional and that's mm. what we're all aspiring to that's the love of, of God and source and I feel like when we say we love someone really we're just trying to unlock more of that true love within us so we can actually act and think and feel and embody that love I feel mm. like most of the time I'd say that most people don't, like, we don't actually love, when we say we love someone, we don't, because we want to love them. What we're saying is, I want to I want love, to love you. you yeah. I want to be able to love you. I'm trying to love you, you know? I'm in a process of learning to love you because I know that you are so worthy of, of true love. Mm -hmm. And I want to allow myself to be a vessel to transmit that love mm -hmm. to you as much as I can. And I have my own blocks to that, you know? So I feel like every day I'm in a process of, trying to actually love you know trying to love myself trying to love Ruben trying to you know love earth trying to love my family you know like mm. and I had a big breakthrough with that with when I was actually on my sound healing training with my ex who he constantly told me I love you I love you I've just never loved anyone as much as I love you and then he treat me in these extremely unloving ways and not to say that you know it was all him it, it was an energetic co-creation but there was definitely some very severe things happening you know from his way towards me that were not loving and I had this breakthrough of like oh he doesn't love me he didn't love me because he doesn't know how to you know and none mm. of us in, in many ways we don't you know like unless we've really had it modeled to us and even then what we've had modeled to us might be something that's very close to the love of God but mm. it's it, you know that, that's again that person is only 
able to share what they've unlocked within yeah. themselves. So the more we clear our body of these conditioned layers and the distortions of self, the more we unlock the limitless love in our hearts, the God love that's within us. And, mm. the, and we can feel the God love that flows to us. And then mm. we know how to enact and embody that love yeah. truly, you know, so we can actually practice true love. So we can actually allow true love to come through us. Mm. Um, but it's such a process, you know, like love is the highest goal. Love is the anchor. It's what mm. we, you know, are aspiring, aspiring to to create within ourselves and to find within ourselves because it's our essence which is there right but these layers are clouding it um and mean that the love that wants to come through it's it's being filtered through all of our layers and our distortions and our, our conditioning and so there's moments and there's things that we can do that put us into certain states where the love is more available and in those moments we feel this expanded state of connection to that love and it's able to flow more freely mm. and i think that it's really important to identify what it is in your life that connects you to that limitless love that god love within yourself what allows you to serve that love you know what conditions mm. do you need to create in your inner and outer world for you to embody that love what makes you feel it how do you create connection with it mm. because that's the purpose of it all right so that you can love people truly it's like so you can practice God love, you know, to your partners, to yourself, to earth, to your children, to the people that you work with, to your community online, you know, to the whole universe. And that's what we're yeah. all here for. Mm, that's so wow. beautiful. That just gave me yeah. chills. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a piece of art right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ruben is like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. That was beautiful. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> um, wow. So a couple of things came up for me during that. Ruben, did you have anything you wanted to share on that? No, no, please, please. Okay. A couple of things came up for me with that specifically with women nowadays um i feel like there is this energy of like i see a lot of things online that it's like stop giving your time to emotionally unavailable people stop investing in people who don't invest in you and what this is going to be kind of hard for me to explain because i'm still sorting out what i want to yeah, what yeah. i want to ask in my head um but when you just talk about just giving and not really expecting anything returned, you would say that's the God love, right? Yeah. Unconditional, that's unconditional love. Unconditional yeah. love. And so how do we find a balance between knowing when to give unconditional love or knowing when we're actually giving unconditional love or we're giving unconditional acceptance for harmful behavior? Mm. Wow. Uh, well like, it comes down to how it feels in your body mm, you know like, that's what i yeah that's what i thought unconditional <laughs> love is nourishing it lifts you up it leaves you better than before you won't feel depleted you'll feel mm. you'll feel uplifted and expanded you'll feel like you've your your own love level of love your own level of like joy your own level of well-being has elevated as a result mm. of the exchange you know you know if it's depleting you then maybe there's an, an imbalance in in the exchange and I think, you know, there's, there's a distortion around unconditional acceptance where people think unconditional love is, oh, well, I just have to have so much compassion because they're wounded and that's why they're doing that. And I know they could heal and they're healing and I'm going to help them heal. So I'll forgive them again and again. And they say they want to change. And so that's where we're, again, we're, we're choosing the fantasy of what we want to believe and see yeah. rather than the reality of our experience. You know, obviously mm. people can change and I 100% believe everyone can change, but after a certain amount of time, if thing, if a certain energetic is playing out, 
and you mm. you know someone keeps saying they're going to change and you, you know it's their wounding but you're still choosing to stay that's because you you know have a, 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 a distortion within your own system about what is actually nourishing to you you know mm. so if you if you're really in touch with like oh my innate value and unconditional love for self then you don't allow harm yeah. in your yeah. environment inner mm. and outer you know it doesn't it doesn't mean you don't have unconditional compassion for someone of like i totally understand that this is their trauma and that they that i know that they also have a lot of love to give and i see all these other sides of them but at the same time i'm i'm going to see the truth of how this aspect of them is impacting me mm. and i'm going to decide that i'm not available to that in my energetic space from a place of love and that doesn't mean i stop sending love to that person it just means i don't allow that into my in, in my intimate space yeah. you know my mm. temple my my experience that's so beautiful and that again just brings me to sort of shifting the conversation of you mentioned um trusting how you feel in your body and I feel like there is a lot of confusion, obviously, going around in the world these days because of what's happened and what is currently happening. And I saw a quote the other day, um, I'm going to butcher it, but it was something along the lines of like, we have traded our, um, our heart and our intuition and our gut feelings for data and evidence and um, research and stuff like that. And so do you feel that a part of like decolonizing is getting out of trusting experts? I mean, granted, obviously there are some experts, yes, that are experts and are worthy of being trusted, but I feel like there's a lot of us living in our heads these days, trying to conceptualize all of these, all of this confusion, when really, if we get down into our body, like, a lot of people, if they really tuned out the out, outside noise and all the research and stuff and really dropped into their body, they, their, body their body's probably screaming at them. Yeah. And so I feel like the medical system, especially in the West, is set up in a way of just like doing what the doctors say and doing what experts, quote unquote experts say, and really discounting what our body may be telling us because we've been told not to trust it. We've been told to outsource those gut feelings to any any external authority figure that tells us what is right and good and true mm, absolutely i feel wow. you've answered the question there yeah i feel like like yeah the body the, the, the i mean the body is is a divine intelligence really like our logical mind uh way of you know conceptualizing things of course has its purpose you know but when we come down to it like yeah there's so much going on in our body which we don't have time to process and you know I, I i feel like people just need they need the tools to be able to, mm. to to go within their body a lot of us feel numb we feel we don't understand our emotions we don't know why we feel the way we feel a lot of the time um you know a lot of people are yeah they they they, they feel disconnected you can ask them mm. how they feel depending on how they're feeling in the moment they would say i don't know how i feel mm. and that's because of how they've been numbed for you mm. know so many different things and stim stim like so many stimulants and things that are being thrown to them all the time you know like mm. like information 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 where you're constantly yeah outsourcing your power rather than internally you know going um into your body and seeing what's there but i feel like you know as, as well like the whole you know like tune into your body follow your body you know to kind of listen to your body there really needs to i think people need guidance within that because mm. you know that could also 
that could also be seen in a toxic way of like, oh, my body says I need to do this. My body says I need to go and smoke. My body says I need to go and like, you know, connect with this person or like, mm. I feel the sexual impulse. I need to act upon it now. Like, I'm going to follow my body. I'm a sovereign being, you know, there can be an extreme to go that way as well. And really, if you don't identify why we're having those impulses, where they come from, how we may have been conditioned to, to be playing out those things, that yeah, we don't we 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 can we can end up blocking ourselves up blocking ourselves from doing that healing and and tuning into why we're having these these behaviors in the first place, you know. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's really it's really kind of being shown to me now that so many people they need these tools. They they, mm. they need they need access to these tools um, of how to yeah to tune into their body and and just and just and just identify and be it. You know, to some of us it might seem something that's quite quite simple you kind of just sit with yourself you see what comes up you identify it you move through it um you know to a lot of people that's completely alien that's like what do you what do you mean i need to take mm. some sort of pill there's a pill for that or you know i i do i you know i do something to help me take my mind off that or, or something you know, there's always a avoidance there's always something that is being um yeah there's always been something that is being that's trying to distract us from basically going into those things and it's so interesting what you're saying like so true we're kind of selling our emotion unconsciously kind of selling our emotions and um yeah all of our a lot of our a lot of our of our, of our deepest parts of ourselves are being used as information and data for for yeah for, for for the system and these things really need to come to light but yeah mm. people really need the tools it's it's, mm. it's not you know it's not easily accessible to everybody mm. absolutely and and when you say tools would you mind to share like what what some of those tools are if you're if you have any off the top of your head like so anything that you've explored or practices that you do that really help with that or help i guess maybe help to wake you up to being able to be in tune with your emotions uh oh wow what, what would i what would i start with i mean <laughs> it's I probably a million more, things <laughs> i would say like the go-to would be like meditation but there's mm -hmm. so many mm -hmm. different types of meditation that's also been colonized as well like mm -hmm. the root of it like you know um yeah like i'd say like shadow work as well but like how how do you just tell someone you have yeah. no idea about the unconscious <laughs> how to go into their shadow mm -hmm. um yeah i mean I'm, I'm sure like i can't think off the top of my head but there'll be like resources that you know of course that we could find that could mm -hmm. like uh, give people an opening into this well, go on, what, yeah, so. yeah go on yeah so uh i think if, if you're wanting to start to connect more with your body you know you can keep it really simple you can just sit in in stillness and silence and set the intention you can place a hand on the body or both hands on the body and set the intention to to ask the body to communicate with you and just to sit and listen and you know don't have any amount of time on or any expectation just to start to listen and if you are feeling like oh I, i'm i'm uncertain or i don't know what to do you can just start to tune into the sensations in the body how the body's feeling the movement of energy in the body and so this this gentle technique of just awareness within the body starts to expand the channels of communication between your consciousness and the body um, and you'll start to receive more guidance and then you'll start to deepen the more you connect and make time to connect with the body you start to feel the body speaking to you more and so I regularly you know will wake up and I'll ask my body you know what do you feel what do you need you know what do you want like is this a yes or a no for you like what what, what you know how can I nourish you you know mm. so conscious communication with the body time to sit with the body 
um, anything that takes you into your body. So any type of, you know, embodiment practice that could be some form of movement or it could, you know, embodiment work can also be walking. It can be like manual things, like, you know, lifting things, like anything that activates your root, root chakra gets you into the body as well. Mm. Um, connecting with the earth because the, we, are, we are expressions of the earth body. So laying on the earth in silence and stillness, this also can yeah. bring you into the body. Um, you know, there's lots of different ways yeah. to mm. get with them. And I really encourage an intuitive exploration as well, you know, because your body is your own and you can connect to your body in so many ways. And there's really no one path to walk. And, and it's a journey of, of curiosity and exploration. Mm. And there's no sense of like, oh, I need to suddenly like, you know, now it's like a, it's a lifelong journey of, of getting to know the body more and more and the body changes and grows. And so we'll, we'll be meeting new, new parts, new sensations, new emotions within the body. And, our relationship with our body is a lifelong one that will be very intimate and it, it will deepen as we, you know, apply our consciousness, as we give our presence and attention and love to mm -hmm. the body. Mm -hmm. yeah, I love that so much. Yeah. I forget even myself, like just laying on the earth, something as simple as that, <laughs> you know, sometimes I feel like, um, I mean, obviously wellness and personal development has been so colonized that we think it has to be like, I have to drop five grand on a retreat or something like that, Yeah, you know, which um, just gives me personally so much anxiety because I'm like, I don't have that money to drop. But then if you just go back to the basics, like I forget how freaking useful those tools are and how just breathing, <laughs> the most natural thing to us, we forget about, yeah. you know? Yeah, as, as much as possible, if you can bring your consciousness to your breath throughout the day mm. and just take a deep breath, it just brings you into the body, it gives you a sense of release, it lets go of some attention, just freeing yourself that moment of consciousness in the body is, is so mm. valuable. And so ultimately, it's about the, the more and more we become, become aware of the body, like how mm. is the body feeling? Am I in pain? Am I feeling tense am i feeling open am i feeling loose what makes my body feel good how can i move my body in a way that is um gonna you know create more flow what can i expose my body to do i need nature do i need water you know what food do i need like you know how can i cultivate inner states of joy and peace mm. to you know bring that you know resonance through the body mm. the body is the densest part of us so uh, and it's often what's forgotten um, and given the least attention to uh, when we start to do self-healing work and, you know, self-development work. And people sometimes feel this um, dissonance because they, they're expanding a lot spiritually, but then they're still kind of getting stuck in certain cycles or they feel this up and down. And it's often mm. because they haven't taken the body with them. You know, the body is holding the memory of, you know, all Past of the experiences things. and all of the emotions that haven't been processed. And, mm. um, you know, we really have to lovingly bring the body with us you know um, mm. and choose to consciously embrace the body and the body's needs even if the body is moving at a different pace to the consciousness or even if the body is um, you know manifesting symptoms or energies that we might dislike or think are, are, are uncomfortable or bad that might label as bad you know this is where we're called into more love and connection and communion with the body and to understand the body is always perfectly telling us what we need to know about our true state of being so that we can come into more resonance and more you know homeostasis and balance within so the body is our best friend it's on our side always Mm. And many of us feel unconsciously, you know, at war with our body and we're trying to force the body to function in, way. in ways that aren't natural to it or putting things into doing things like, 
you know, that really harm us, like way too much time on our scre on screens or not moving our body enough or not drinking enough water. We need water. Water is so fundamental to the <laughs> functioning of the body. We have to drink enough water. We need sleep, you know. The body, like it's an animal, it's a soft animal and it needs these these you know this care in, in these very specific ways and when we become adults and we have the sole responsibility for that if we haven't been modeled like proper you know parenting towards ourselves based on what we were exposed to growing up like yeah. we cannot care for our body properly and so we go on this journey of like learning to reparent ourselves to really meet all of our needs our physical needs our emotional needs our spiritual needs and and often the body is the hardest to care for you know mm. Mm. absolutely well and again that like all of that just made me think back to the medical system that we're sort of living under at this moment. It's really, again, about sort of disconnecting from your body. And if you have um, symptoms that are manifesting, like you said, labeling them as bad and seeing as there's something wrong with you. And I was caught in um, the westernized system for a while and I was told that I was bipolar and things like that. And I will say in my experience, sometimes those labels do did help me for a while because it helped me just sort of be like, oh, there is something going on here. But then I really saw how it started to limit me because I was like, okay, well then I just have no control over my emotions. So I have no control over my life, you know? So I just have to accept this. Um, and I really had unresolved trauma and let go of that diagnosis and got off the medicine that I was on and I have no symptoms of bipolar disorder anymore, you know? So it's, it's just fascinating. Um, my heart goes out. There's a lot of folks who are stuck under this spell and not to say that their reality is wrong or anything like that, but there is, there is, seems to be no, um, cure or lasting healing under that medical system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it, it would be the holistic side, of course, that's completely missed out. I mean, yeah. I, 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 the labels serve a purpose, of course they do, you know, mm -hmm. but they, they, I feel like a lot of time diagnosis are given and, and the person is almost kind of brushed to the side as mm -hmm. put, into that, put into that box, essentially, you know. 100%. And again, if that person does not have the tools to understand the deeper, mm -hmm. uh, deeper, you know, deeper, the deeper journey up until that point up until that diagnosis and they don't have any way to to work through that so yeah I mean I, I would like to think that's happening more that there are more holistic breakthroughs happening mm -hmm. I, I feel like they are I don't know mm. if it's spoken about enough but I, I do feel like there's alternative mm -hmm. um, you know, <laughs> therapies uh, you know which really are should be the most initial things I feel mm -hmm. like they are they are being um yeah, they, they, they are they are spreading into, in, into different places where they wouldn't have before. And people who would have before completely brushed it off and said there's nothing there mm. are open to it. They're open mm. to it because, you know, they, it does work. And and there's a lot more of, of that information going around. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I, I love it when I hear, like, I, I hear, you know, I hear people say that they've been given these labels. Like, bipolar, I've heard it a lot before, you know, that mm. I've, I've been labeled bipolar and and, and now I've stopped taking the medication and, you know, and, and, I, and, I've, and I've seen, I've, I've come through it. Mm. Um, it's, it. It's amazing to see. And there's another reminder to me that there is, there is an opening in, into that world even more now, you know, yeah. in, in these times we're in, in these crazy times we're in. Absolutely. It's just a massive, massive, there's a massive shift happening. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I also, I want to say as well, like, I think that, you know, the divine is in everything, you know, and like anything <laughs> out of balance can cause harm, but like, mm. there's a way for, like even the you know a lot of the kind of 
knowledge and understanding from the medical system to be used you know in tandem with like holistic understandings mm-hmm. that can create healing it's not one or the not other, one or the other exactly. I feel like, you know, it can it, everything can be life-changing and and supportive of healing and growth when used with consciousness and in balance you know mm, absolutely and that's that's so true because like if I hadn't had that diagnosis before and um, went the allopathic route before I went the holistic route I may have never gotten to the holistic route you know mm. and so like for folks to say because I, I see a lot of that recently where it's like all allopathic medicine is bad or all holistic medicine is bad and it's and it, whenever it's all or nothing for me I sense there's typically an imbalance there you know I yeah. mean not in everything there's obviously nuance there but when things are so extreme I'm always like okay how can we find the nuance in this yeah, yeah you know um, and one more question that um, came up for me, and then we can sort of shift to closing this out. Um, you you both talked about a lot, like trusting your body and trusting your intuition. And Ruben, you mentioned earlier how um, <clears throat> sometimes doing that can further cause you harm. So I feel like there are people really turned off to spirituality and spiritual practices right now because that is one of the centralized teachings of it, getting in touch with your body and trusting your body. And I think where folks get tripped up is they're like, well, there are racist, violent, patriarchal people out there. So why would we tell them to trust their body? We should be telling them to do the opposite. So do you have any any thoughts or anything that's coming up for you in that topic? I don't really know what the question is, yeah. but did that make sense? <laughs> yes, I, no, I totally uh, great, understand great, it. Great topic. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, actually those pe- people that are like running strong programs of separation you know but are dominating their consciousness and the way that they're acting in the world um they're not in touch like for me the body is an extension of like of love and and you know of the heart and it's the body doesn't want to innately cause harm to anyone to self or others right and so if you're if you are running programs and you know there's a lot of distortions in your consciousness that are, are causing you to anchor into harm you know to prioritize harm to seek to cause harm then you're innately disconnected from your body you know so I feel like for those people to I mean there'd be a big journey to get in touch with their body but if they did get in touch with their body they'd feel this extreme contrast of you know the way that they're actually acting in the world and how it's actually impacting them because what they'd feel is that they're getting sick Mm. because of this harm that they're allowing to come through their cells through their soul you know, well, not through their soul, but through their cells and through their consciousness, this distortion, which is causing harm, right? On a deeper level, they're in pain. On yeah. a deeper level, they're making themselves sick by allowing this harm to come through them mm. without really knowing why, because they haven't had the consciousness to unpick it and be like, this isn't me. These beliefs, this perspective, this is my conditioning. This isn't my truth, even though it might feel like their truth. And I honor that for them that is real from my perspective their soul truth no one's soul wants to cause harm no mm. one's soul wants to anchor in separation you know the soul's here to learn that separation is the illusion right so i think everyone would benefit from getting in touch with their body if they were actually getting in touch with their body if they were you know going to be in the illusion of like oh yeah i'm in touch with myself and you know my this is what my truth is and my heart tells me to, ha- to harm they're obviously just not in touch with their heart you know mm. they're obviously not really in touch with their body and i think anyone who's causing harm it would benefit them to truly get in touch with their body and to do that work because they would realize that they're hurting themselves and that they're hurting others and that deep down they don't feel good doing what they do you know like Mm. I like the more attuned you become to yourself like 
even a subtle energetic of harm that comes through you, even if it's like a thought that isn't loving to someone else, if you're in tune with yourself, it feels feels bad in your body. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel good. You know, like when you go into like, you know, when you allow one aspect of you that's maybe caught in separation to, to take hold of you for a moment or a few moments and you feel that energy in you, it's contraction. It's, it's distortion. It's a lie. So it doesn't feel good within our body. You know, like Mm. if maybe we've got so used to that feeling that we think it's normal. Normal, Mm. So we're constantly in this state of like feeling this, you know, contrast in ourselves and this sense of like, you know, disconnection from the world. I can, that, that feels normal. I can totally attest to that because um, I'm sure, I don't I'm sure you guys saw what happened in the States, like with the Capitol incident and how people stormed the Capitol and stuff like that. And I have, that's a whole nother conversation about what (laughs) really went down there. That was just insane. But for me, it was like, all of these people are telling me to hate them and to just completely call it an abomination and all of these things. Granted, yes, it was crazy and chaotic, whatever, but the hatred that I was being told that I should feel for them. I felt it for a second and these people were violent and crazy and whatever, but I I couldn't even get to a place of judgment with them because I agree with you, Niasha, that like people who are truly connected to source and have tapped into that unity consciousness do not cause harm to other people. You, it's just impossible, I believe. And so for me to even judge or feel hatred towards violent people I simply can't do it because I like it's just their conditioning and when you pierce through that you really do step into this space the space of compassion for everybody and see that people are simply responding and acting out of their wounding and out of their conditioning and out of this dark spell that they're under you know yeah absolutely and, and compassion is the thing that will help break people out exactly that's where the that's where the healing can come from from the awareness and the 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 expanded awareness of the situation rather than the blaming and the shaming and the mm. like that, that itself is creating a massive wall where you know the the space for growth and healing can't even can't even manifest you know mm. the, the, the anger is you can almost see it being like almost like create on purpose to even block that space from mm. for that that space of healing from manifesting um so that's why it's so important to yeah to have that to have that lens of of, of awareness of, of to the yeah the bigger picture of why what is happening is is happening mm. um it's so 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 important so so important mm. but yeah with this whole like you know it's it's such a again it's such a tricky place to be in because <laughs> I mean, that, that, you know, within just because people are like, are like spiritual and do like, like work, like this sort of work themselves, you know, it doesn't mean that they don't have, have shadow as well. I think it's mm. really important to note that out that, you know, a lot, a lot of people who, ha- who haven't healed certain things, they, they can come into those cer- certain spaces and be very manipulative and, and, mm. and actually continue causing the same harm. But with the, with the mask of the kind of the spiritual savior or, you know, like they, 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 they can be, they can be, they can be masking a lot of unhealed things, which can mm. be creating more harm unconsciously, you know, and oh, it's yeah. Just, yeah, it's just, it's just important to, yeah, to, it's to recognize to like, that that's a possibility. And also I feel like I have been in situations like that too, with like spiritual teachers. And I know when I'm being manipulated because I'm so in touch with my body now and my body literally gets anxious and I feel sweaty and like something just feels deeply off to me. But then on the same token, 
I still am learning to trust myself and I have to make sure that I'm not being manipulative, you know? And so I think it is important too, to, um, just as we grow and evolve to like always, I mean, as you both are obviously doing to have that level of self-awareness where you're always like, okay, am I projecting or am I actually experiencing this thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, you know, the, the, the part of us that's in illusion, you know, will if we don't want to see something, you know, as it is, we'll we'll create very convincing stories <laughs> and reasons to think that yeah. it's the way that we want to see it, yeah. and that can that very much be entangled with a lot of consciousness, you know. Mm. So we can use our own consciousness to create prisons to block us from seeing something we don't want to see because it maybe makes us feel uncomfortable, it makes us feel pain, it means we mm. have to shed another layer or look at ourselves or whatever it is. So yeah, like. The, the the ego and you know the part of us that is in distortion it, it can be very clever you know and it can it works with what it has to disguise and so the more we cultivate the pure intention to see what we can't see yeah. um and the courage to face what we don't want to face you know mm. and the forgiveness for what we might find you know then we can start to see ourselves more and more you know as we are with compassion you know where we're in you know illusion and where we're actually able to tune into what's really happening from a more equanimous and neutral space mm. um and yeah like I, I wanted to speak to earlier you asked the question about trusting your own authority um over you know like external sources and how that relates to colonialism and stuff and i think that you know for sure there's like a whole system that is built on um you know encouraging people to not trust themselves and mm. to to be led to rather than lead themselves and um and i think that i don't think it's wrong because i think it's the the reason we're experiencing this reality right now is so that we can come back to self-leadership and Mm -hmm. so we can come back to sovereignty from a place of love and you know sovereignty which is grounded in an intention for collective liberation not just sovereignty of like i'm free i take care of myself i do what's good for me Mm. like sovereignty from a place of like i'm free to make the choice to do what is in you know service to all to self and to other and to see beyond my own perspective and to see beyond the illusions that might want to trap my consciousness into one way of seeing i'm able to expand and hold my sovereign choice is to expand beyond myself and to see all of these different perspectives you know with neutrality but with compassion and to find how all of these different things combine to create a picture of the whole and where is the truth of love within that and how do I you know infuse love into my perception of the whole whilst holding space for these multiple realities and Mm. these very you know there's a lot of contradictions within that and there's a lot of people that are off the end of the spectrum all of whom deserve love you know and all of whom Mm. deserve compassion you know and this is the work that we hold ourselves to and it's not easy and it starts with you it does start with like how do you give yourself more compassion? How do you give yourself more forgiveness? Mm. How do you go deeper within your own shadow to see the things that you don't want to see in yourself so you can understand them? Mm. Um, and yeah, and, and trusting yourself to guide your, you and your own inner work, to guide you to what feels you know, right for you at any given moment and knowing that that will change as you change and it's completely fine to change your mind, to make, you know, there's no mistakes. You know? All you need to do is to be in integrity and truth with your words, with your feelings in any given moment with your thoughts with the way that you're showing up and so there's a piece there about radical honesty you know like Mm. you know to really you know to lead yourself and to be in you know your own authority you have to be true about where you are right now if you want to grow from that place and you want to allow true love to to permeate your being you have to let it into what what's there you know so 
you mm. can't deepen your self-love until you admit like these are the parts of me that i'm carrying that, that feel love. unworthy of love yeah. this is where i'm not letting myself go deeper because of i'm scared or because i don't trust that i can come out the other side or because i feel ashamed of myself for who i am mm. still I'm ashamed just to own that, be like, I still feel ashamed and it's blocking me from healing deeper and it's blocking me from loving myself deeper. I still want to present myself as something that I'm not. I still want to pretend to be somewhere I'm not. And there can be this real disconnect where people have access to a lot of consciousness and they, they know a lot and they can speak a lot about things and they know what would be the aligned thing to do, but their body and the way their, their habits and the way the energy that's coming through them is actually misaligned with yeah, that. Yeah. And there can be a lot of shame then for the ego that doesn't want to face up to the fact that my consciousness is somewhere here, but my embodiment is actually like way back here still. Mm. And that just keeps, that keeps the gap anchored in. The more you let yourself be where you are and use the consciousness you've accessed as the guide to pull you forward into love, then you can close that gap and you can be your human self. And mm. being where you are right now and allowing love to flow to you there is how you you know, just allow the natural flow of your journey to move mm. forward and you, 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 you feel yourself fall out of that resistance and you no longer need to pretend or you're no longer acting in a way that's out of integrity. You're no longer saying things that you don't practice as truth because you think they're the right thing. You actually start to live it. And so you then have the, the freedom of permission to be where you are completely. <laughs> you don't need to present anything. You don't need to be like, oh yeah, I'm further along than I am. I do this all the time. Like, yeah, blah, blah. You're like, no, this is where I, st- this is where I am right now. This is where mm. I'm aspiring to be. This is how mm-hmm. I'm showing up for that. This wow. is how I, I still struggle, you know, but this is, this is where I am and it's beautiful mm-hmm. and I deserve love. I'm so completely wholly deserving of love right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying my very best to give myself more and more of that love because that is the work. That's why I'm here. Yeah. And then I can give more of that love to others. And it, it, it's quite simple on that level when you break it down, you know? Mm. Yeah. Uh, that's so beautiful. Go ahead, Ruben. Were you going to say something? No, I was going to say like, that was like, that was amazing, Shannon. Like amazing, man. Yeah, like... <laughs> So my amazing vibe, man. Just, um, yeah, like, you know, emotions are complex. Emotions are a very complex thing. And, you know, if we want to be, um, if we want to be coming into our body and understanding what's going on in our body, we have to honor that sometimes we're not going to understand what is going on. Mm. Um, and that means us turning off the part of us that has been conditioned to make sense of everything, to understand Such everything, nice. to be on top of everything, to have it all figured out have it all yeah have it all figured out and like be able to like something comes up i'm gonna identify it and i'm gonna and i'm gonna find out exactly what it is and i'm gonna tick mm. it off or like and i'm gonna i'm gonna work through it with this very systematic um colonial approach mm. rather than mm-hmm. you know this 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 embody like accepting yeah intuitive. self-loving um intuitive you know free-flowing energy like you know yeah, super important to acknowledge emotions. Like sometimes I have no idea what I'm feeling or why I'm feeling it, but and that's where well, you're at. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. Like, and that's okay. That's okay. Like mm-hmm. I don't need I don't need to understand it. I don't need to like it will pass and it will, it will make sense to me in in in, in time. I, I don't need to rush myself to a certain place because that mm. help me or help anybody else. Yeah. Um, but it's just yeah, coming away from the the part of us that like wants to get it and wants to understand it and wants to unpack it now and like you know like of course and there's also you know the attachment to like shadow as well like i always want to better myself i want to improve like mm-hmm. you know, and that can also come from a from a, 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 spa- a space of unworthiness of like mm-hmm. feeling like we always need to be better we always need to go on this next course we always need to embody that we need to like again externally uh, um absorb something mm-hmm. so it's like yeah it, it, it's such it's such a journey and it's such a journey but 
yeah just honor yourself where you are that's yeah. I feel like that's the message coming through it's like honor where you are right now because that is like that's your medicine you know we say that to all all people in our work everyone who yeah who we work with it's like where you are now in your authentic truth that's where you're going to be able to like connect to other people who are who are in the same place as you as you mm. are now mm. or were in that place before like that's the that that point is so important you know it's not mm. like you like Nash was saying you don't ser- you don't serve anyone by pretending to be somewhere you're not you know like where you whole, are is the medicine yeah the, yeah the whole like fake it the whole like fake it to you make to you make it sort of thing is like it, it you know it, it it doesn't work in that way like you know mm. you can't bypass yourself to to, to, to happiness like mm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a really the process yeah um, and for anyone that's like feeling like oh I, I don't like this stuff resonates but I don't know how to like apply it like I don't know where I'm I don't even know what I'm feeling I don't know what I have to work through I just encourage you to like to just sit with where you are and if what you get is I don't know and then you just be with that be with the mm-hmm. feeling of what is it like to not know be with the feeling of confusion or incoherence like just sit in that feel that mm. with an approach of curiosity you know what mm. is here for me to learn or feel or see you know mm. I'm unattached but I'm completely open to understanding this state, this feeling, mm. this sense of my experience from this moment. I'm, I'm open to understanding it. And you can communicate with yourself, you know, in all ways. You can communicate with your cells. You can communicate with your soul. You can communicate with your body. You can ask the body to speak to you. You can ask the soul, the higher self to speak to you. Use your consciousness to direct the flow um, of energy and awareness that's coming through that's available to you right because we're we have full access obviously there's a part of us that's fully in, consciously in touch with all parts of us right and then obviously we have lots of unconsciousness within us too so we can speak to the part of us that knows and has complete connection to everything that's happening within us mm. in the moments where we feel disconnected and unclear and we can be like i you know what 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 is here for me I invite it to come forth you can speak to the subconscious mind you know mm. we have so much power to create our experience by the way that we move into it and so much of that is about presence and openness mm. and like the willingness to be here i'm here with this i'm right open. now like, mm. what what wants to what wants to come through to me mm. you know without attachment just that and that's so much so much infinite wisdom comes from that and absolutely (laughs) and 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 that also gets you to a place like what we spoke about earlier of truly believing that you are worthy of love in every single given now moment you know you don't have to get to a certain place or heal a certain amount or do whatever your conditioning tries to convince you that you have to do it truly is you are worthy and divine and capable of receiving love in each given moment no matter where you're at that yeah. reminds me, all, all of what you just said reminds me of something that my friend told me the other day. He simply just said, I, I abide by the belief that everything is perfect at all times, <laughs> yeah. that all is perfect. Yeah. And granted, he, and then he was like, and people get really upset with me because there's oppression and there's racism and women are getting attacked and all of these things. And he, and we yeah. just caught into this conversation of like, we truly don't know what's going on on an energetic level with all of this, these, this, this craziness mm. that we're experiencing, you know? And so yes. abiding by the belief that like everything is perfect releases mm-hmm. us from the attachment of having to have a certain reality in order to be fulfilled yeah. or yeah. just really it yeah. stops us from outsourcing our power and our sense of fulfillment to anything that's going on externally. Absolutely. And I feel like it's really important to say that like that sense of it's all perfect 
isn't isn't a call to inaction or passivity mm -hmm. it's you know it's a it's a sense of like connection to the divine order yeah. the bigger picture yep. and trust yep. that that is working through and for me the way i understand it is that 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 flow the divine order is moving us towards love and you know mm. embodied wholeness all the time right so in this in the you know affirmation of everything's always perfect all the time for me that is tuning into the perfection of the process towards yep. love right and the perfection of the process of remembrance of love right mm -hmm. so through all of the separation and the distortion love is manifesting and so sometimes that looks like you know looking within ourselves to see where we're you know perpetuating the same harm oh, and separation we yeah. see externally mm -hmm. and the perfection comes in our capacity to be with the separation within the body mm -hmm. and to excavate that through our action through our intention through our love mm -hmm. through the way we use our energy to serve the opposite of the separation that we might perceive or see or experience within or without you know mm -hmm. and so perfection is you know the perfection of it all is a call towards you know um manifesting love with full trust in the process of love manifesting you know Absolutely. and um letting your energy be used to serve the process of expansion which is always perfect and you know in service to our highest good collectively mm -hmm. but not just sitting back being like oh it's all perfect it's like it's all perfect and i can play my part in the unfolding of the perfection of yeah. love yeah. you know yeah, i just got um something just came in for me where it said um trusting that everything is perfect is not trusting in the completion it's trusting in the process of perfection yeah. <laughs> yeah. i think yeah. is really important because again obviously the shadow of that is well like everything's perfect so i'm just gonna like let all of this exactly. stuff happen and whatever kick my legs up you know and that's yeah. another that's just spiritual bypassing which that's a whole yeah. other yeah. conversation yeah. Call, it, call it for what it is call it for what it is yeah it's literally spiritual bypassing like and i've i've been guilty of that too you know sometimes yeah. i just want to disconnect and live in denial because there's a part of me that's like i wish i was ignorant because it seems blissful <laughs> you know? yeah. but it seems um, it seems it seems blissful <laughs> yeah it seems blissful but, but reality, yeah it's, yeah it's, it's really not it always seems to be blissful but <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man well i could talk to you two literally for like 10 hours <laughs> yeah of course. Of course. <laughs> thank you so much for this conversation um i have one last question just this is what i do at the end of every podcast um and i'll ask both of you to share um, individual answers if that feels aligned what is the most important or the biggest thing you both have had to unlearn in your life experience thus far oh wow on the spot. I think for me it, it comes back to like you know the the false idea of love you know that I mean and I still I'm still unlearning it you know but that's that's the biggest thing all other things are part of that you know um so the false idea of love as like you know self-sacrifice mm -hmm. as self-abandonment you know, as, you know, abusive dynamics, you know, to kind of, you know, keep love, like the conditional, all the conditional programming around love. Mm. Um, and yeah, like just, I mean, that's it. I feel like we're here for love. That's the whole point of it. So the biggest that. lesson is to learn what love is. And so that's the, that's the biggest thing I'm unlearning is what love isn't. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, I feel like, this, I've never asked myself this question before so it's like mm. it's like it's making me like trying to scan like <laughs> scan like my experience 
but I guess what's coming to me is like kind of ancestral sort of stuff and mm. kind of like you know I don't need to um yeah I don't need to be like I don't need to be like this, this the savior of my like family or I don't need to I don't like uh, it's such a it's such a com- complicated one but like I don't owe anything to I don't owe like you know I I, I I'm, I'm I'm aware of like like trying not to sound like selfish you know but like mm. I like my 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 duty right now before anyone else's healing is my own you know mm. like is my own healing um and I can, I can be, I can be, I can, I can, I can, I can be in a state of happiness um, and acceptance and love when like members of my family are not in that space as well. It, mm-hmm. Because of course I completely understand like, you know, that we're completely connected and that we share DNA and we share experiences through ourselves, through our bodies, through our makeup. Um, but I, I've kind of released the idea that I can't be, I can't be happy until they're happy sort of thing. Mm. Um, and that is, I still feel like that's a very like uh, expanded way of looking at things. Because here, I also, I, I also could say I agree with the other side of it. Like I'm, I'm not truly free until they're free or like humanity mm. free as well. Mm. But I feel like in this moment, that's a key point for me to continue doing my own healing because it could tell, I could tell myself that like, well, those in my direct timeline, those in my immediate um, circle of my family, like um, some of them are not, some of them, not all of them are not in that space of like understanding and deep healing or just like basic self-acceptance. So therefore I can't be in that space. Mm-hmm. So totally I'm kind of un- unlearning and releasing that because I realize that's also a block for me to be going deep into those things myself mm-hmm. where I may be able to come to more compassion to support them even more. Absolutely. Um, so I feel like that's something, I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a massive thing I am unlearning. I definitely haven't unlearned that, but I have, I have come to a space of awareness of that to be able to see it. So mm. I, I feel like it, it's in the process of unlearning. But, Amazing. Yeah. yeah, it goes back to like trusting the process and not having it, not having to have it be completed. <laughs> yeah. I feel like unlearning is a lifelong process. Like 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. Amazing. Well, thank you both so much for coming on. This has been an incredible conversation. I feel like we just traveled somewhere and I like, yeah, I can't yeah. believe like an hour and a half has passed. I know. <laughs> it's really crazy. Um, if you could just share your, um, where people can find you in any projects or anything that you sort of want to promote for lack of better words. <laughs> I'd love to hear that. So you can follow us on Instagram at The Ascension Seed and we would love to connect with you there. Um, Coming up, we have a decolonial abundance course called Inclusive Abundance, which we are very excited about, a six-week course to land the codes for the new paradigm of prosperity and wealth in service to collective liberation. So we'll be doing deep abundance work, ancestral clearing, um, and also really tuning into how we can create architecture and structures to support the redistribution of power and energy and love through wealth um, by creating it within ourselves abundantly and then spreading it abundantly and using the wealth we have to support others to elevate, especially those who have um, been purposefully you know kept outside of the realms of wealth creation from within so like the global south um you know people of color 
yeah and that's a course for everyone um of any background uh yeah so that's happening in february um and we also have what else do we have coming up our racial healing course racism reveal to heal which we started last year after the murder of george floyd um, and that's a multi-dimensional racial healing course for unity for people of all backgrounds again initially we have two separate containers and then we come together for unity healing and kind of anchoring in the frequency of uh, unity consciousness mm. after having done lots of separate deconditioning work from the illusion of race um, from the illusion of white supremacy you know healing from racial trauma for people of color healing from uh, you know the kind of wounding of whiteness for white-bodied people mm. um, and yeah you know it's an amazing and very deep space so we'll be doing that again in may which is the anniversary of George Floyd's murder. Um, mm. uh, so if anyone is called to dive into, well, I mean, everyone, I hope is listening to this. Is called to <laughs> I know, I'm like, I actually am interested in that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a multi-dimensional container and we work you on all levels. So there'll be expansion of consciousness. Um, mm. You know, you'll be reading resources and there'll also be a lot of embodiment work to clear the energy from within your cells, within your DNA, within your body. And, um, yeah, it's a multi-dimensional process to align you with love through, you know, action in all dimensions in support of true unity manifesting yeah. on Earth. So mm. that is very exciting. So we've got that coming up. Um, and yeah, we also we've just opened a new two to one container called the Alchemy Portal, where we work with, um, you know, people who are called into their own version of sovereign soul leadership in this time to yeah journey deep over three months with you know multiple kind of activations and clearings and kind of expansion into next level of impact next level of service, service next level of um you know abundance to support your soul mission so we're really calling in um you know people who feel themselves to be leaders of the new paradigm of consciousness that is manifesting on earth we only have three spaces for that one of them has just been taken today um, oh, by a client of ours so yeah if anyone's called to work with us in a deeper way we do a lot of different work too we do a lot of consciousness channeling but a lot of inner work with sound and with energy and meditation and light language we work with galactic beings and we do we're quite diverse we do a lot of different things basically whatever we're guided to that's another thing that we have open at the moment we have two more spaces at the moment for that um and yeah you know we've got we've got one other thing really in the works it's a mastermind which is again like a kind of leadership council for the new paradigm where we mm. our intention is to really bring together people who are you know in their own way you know contributing towards the shift in consciousness and really feeling that there could be you know a, a powerful kind of co-creation of souls coming together to weave a blueprint and we're mm. really visioning like lots of people bringing forth amazing consciousness and all of us activating each other and mm. together weaving something you know way more powerful and, and there's also a sense that we're gonna birth something for the collective through that some sort of free offering for the collective mm. as a group so it's like a kind of you know collective kind of mind soul kind of exchange <laughs> to you know initiate Amplify. ourselves more deeply into yeah. the codes of the new paradigm and also serve each other and then serve the collective so that's coming through as well in the next few months those are the things that are really it's currently kind of, birthing yeah, yeah currently birthing <laughs> who knows what else spirit wants us to do the rest of the year, but that's, that's what's alive and happening right now if any of you feel called please get in touch we would so love and be honored to support yeah. you and work with you more deeply um 
or if you just want to follow us and connect there or if you you know want to get in touch with us after this podcast we'd love to hear from you and yeah emma we're just so grateful it's been yeah, amazing thank you, so thank you thank guys you. so much awesome mm.